the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. We're heading out to Singapore shortly for the annual Maritime Week of Events, so regular listeners should brace for a few more podcasts than usual next week as I take the Lloyd's List microphone on tour. The big event of the week, of course, will be the Lloyd's List Forum at the Marina Bay Sands on April the 10th. If you're not yet signed up, please do so immediately via the link in this week's podcast notes. We're going to be in the Orchard Junior Ballroom from 2.30, and uh, all podcast listeners are welcome. Smart ports is our topic, but realistically, we're talking here about the the wider issues of digitalisation across the supply chain. I'm personally very much of the opinion that the port is going to be the critical focal point of much of the immediate changes required as we look for ever more efficient ways of managing the business of shipping. So I'm very keen to take the opportunity to gather a room for the uh, industry's smartest minds to examine what exactly it is that makes a port smart. Now, speaking of smart, I have with me this week a regular voice on the podcast, Mr. James Baker, our king of containers. Welcome back, James. Thank you. Now, sadly, you're not going to be with us in Singapore next week, but you have been writing pretty extensively about this concept of smart ports. So, briefly, what are the key issues that I need to be getting to grips with uh, next week when we're, when we're talking about what, what is a smart port, as far as you're concerned? Well, that's sort of how long is a piece of string question. It's, it's a fairly poorly defined concept, per se, but what we're looking at here is a mixture of processes, ways of working, but also technologies that go behind that. It can go from something as as simple as as planning through to very complex communications between vast sets of operators within the, the port community. It's important to see a port not just as a terminal or as a a port authority. It's a much wider group of, you know, we we talk about this, the sense of there being a port community. Now this is the the stevedores, the the tug operators, the pilots, the the people operating rail terminals within the ports. And you know, you've also got things like bunkering operators and so on that will be in a port. These groups all have to come together and work for a port to work efficiently. These people all have to be communicating with each other. At the moment, a lot of that's not really happening as well as it should be. Because, mm. I mean, we talk a lot in the container side, on the shipping side at least, mm. about reliability, which is pretty woeful mm. when you come down to it. But actually, as far as the port's concerned, that's probably the least of their concerns. When a ship comes in, it's probably the bit that we know how to deal exactly, with. It's the bit yeah. that happens after that that's the issue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for a cargo owner, if somebody's waiting for something to come, you know, in Central Europe, waiting for a, a container to arrive from Asia from, say, that's arriving in at Rotterdam. Yes, there may be some delay for various reasons en route for the for the ship that that container is on, but they'll know three or four days out that the ship is going to arrive later than expected. What they can't tell, though, is how long it's going to take to get through the port itself, to get itself onto a train, to get to a distribution centre, then to get off, you know, back onto a truck and arrive at their facility. Mm. Um, that's where there's a lot of clarity missing. And this is where the smart port can become a lot more useful in helping the customer. You need to look at ports in terms of, rather than just somewhere that ships call and somewhere that trains or trucks call, mm. you need to see it as a centre for for cargo. And the focus needs to be very much on the cargo and what's, what's coming through from the maritime side through to the land side. We've been talking... Uh, you know, as an industry, I guess, about the technology and people talk about blockchain as if it's this sort of uh, holy grail of uh, technological innovation. The technology behind a lot of this stuff is not necessarily new, but the concept of what it is we're talking about 
and the ability of people to actually talk to each other in a standardized way mm. that's the key and mm. you've written pretty extensively about the major problem here mm. the industry is not standardized in terms of how mm. it operates but specifically in terms of the data it generates exactly and a lot of the data is being generated if if not on uh, on excel spreadsheets then on on whiteboards mm. um, a lot of scheduling done by various port operators there'll just be a whiteboard in the office or there'll be an excel spreadsheet and none of this is being or communicated or if it is being communicated it's being done over the phone now you know one example is you know port of rotterdam which has been doing a lot of its own development but they've managed to reduce phone calls within the port by a huge percentage just by making inroads into having a port community system so yeah the the technology is there it's available you don't need blockchain you don't need 5G telephony, all of these things. But what you do need is a standardized, effectively operating system that goes beyond the, the terminal operating system and goes wider out to, again, the, this whole community. So they're all using the same data, the same standards to refer to the same things mm. um, and the same locations, the same timestamps. So yeah, that's the technology is simple. It, it's the, this process of getting everybody on board on the same thing and communicating with each other. That's the real smart board. Well, we will try our best in Singapore next week. But uh, for now, James, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Captain Rajesh Uni is the founder and chief executive of Synergy Marine Group. He's also going to be joining me on stage next week at the Lloyd's List Forum in Singapore. But in advance of that, I spoke to him about why data alone is not going to get us anywhere near smart ports, or indeed smart shipping. Data needs context. It also needs to be standardised, and most of all, it needs smart people to use it. People always compare us to the aeronautical industry. There's a lot of differences there versus what we have. One is the kind of standardization that they have versus what we have, and which also means adds complexity to simple things like what is a data protocol, somebody is using versus somebody else is using and how do we then get them together into an integrated platform that's one and the second thing is that everybody thinks now that data is king which is which is true but then it's also important to do something with the data right and the the beauty of this data sets are such that when you bring non-desperate sets of data together you sometimes get some great insights and so it, it means that we need to be open to collaboration and partnerships and be able to engage with each other such that the end user, whether it's the customer on shore or is it the asset owner or is it the operator, they should all benefit from that hindsight. It will be sad to see that we as a community don't make full use of the data that's being unlocked these days. But the beauty is that unlocking alone is not going to help. You have to illuminate the data with some insights. And I think that's, uh, that's the, the software, which is where the, the real gold mine is and not like you rightly said on the assets. So that's one of the uh, challenge that I see going forward. How do we get people in the same room to say, okay, I know what I'm doing. Let me build my own platform. He builds his own platform. All that is fine, but we need more people to be able to come in and share their expertise so that eventually all of us benefit. This is one part. Of course, the bigger part is about people and process. Now, most organizations, if you look at it, have not built their process around this new ecosystem. 
which is about connectivity and being able to unlock and illuminate this potential that the data can offer for various reasons. One, maybe it brings in a lot of transparency. It also brings in accountability. You know, it also brings in a lot of responsibility, but also because a lot of people don't know how to put them into a process and how to make that transition from where they are today to where you want to be in 2050. Of course, so now that's the process part, but the even more challenging part is the people, right? Because a lot of people in our industry, unfortunately, think that this is something that's going to take their job away. I'm completely of a different view in the sense I think that today you need this data to be able to perform better. So it's an enabler and not something that's there as a negative component to what you're doing today. So you will find a different skill set in an office that's there today versus what we will have in five to eight years. And everybody accepts and agrees to that. But are we making that move knowing that that's where we want to go? That's challenging because either you have to ask to reskill for with the current people, or you know that this is not going to work and I need to bring in fresh talent. So both are kind of, a, you know, in a society, it's very hard to let go of people and it's also very hard to tell people, no, this is what you want to do. But look at side of the industry, even school curriculum, right? Like I was at Caltech and all the other schools, you know, talking about I've worked with some labs and all. And look at how even for an engineering course, data science program is becoming important. And I was told by a friend of mine who's on the you know National Science Foundation, he says that there is a huge movement to bring data science and structured data programs into the high school. So you can imagine now about environmental science, things that are filtering down, right? Because they think this is going to be the building blocks, like how we learn math, how we learn statistics, how we learn physics, arts uh, as a building block to build a career. These are certain elements that are coming now, which is going to be fundamental to our lifestyle. So I think we also should be prepared mentally in terms of people. So I think this is where the bigger challenge is going to be. I think technology is there. We'll still find ways. There will always be some smart guy who will come up and solve that. Process and people is entirely in our hands. And I think it would be a pity if we don't embrace that ourselves. And we hope that some regulator will come. And because typically wherever you go, people tell you, right, shipping is an industry. Unless a regulator comes and wanks, wanks the whip on you, you don't change. I don't think that should be our mindset on this particular aspect, at least. Mm. And I don't believe that's going to help us. 